quiz time. Hey everyone, uh, and thanks everyone for reading. Thanks everyone for being here and having your Bibles open. We're going to keep our Bibles open as we have a look at what the Bible has to say about how the good news of Jesus shapes the way that we speak. Uh, my fiance, Claire. Yeah! yeah. I, no, I said girlfriend at junior high and it was weird. No, anyway, whatever. Um, my fiance, Claire, is a speech pathologist and so she spends her whole week. Uh, just trying to help people, particularly children, communicate, uh, particularly those that are non-verbal or have a real struggle communicating and hearing and things like that. And I asked her for a few fun facts about speech as we're seeing what the Bible has to say about speech tonight. Here is fun fact number one. There are 44 sounds that make up Australian English. 44 sounds, can you name them all? Maybe, I don't know. Um, but there is a language spoken in Botswana or Namibia that has over 100 sounds. Wow. Wow, yeah, great, great. You're getting the gist of this. Okay, when you say words in a sentence... No, 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 I'm going <laughs> Fun fact number two, when you say words in a sentence, you don't actually pause between the words, but our brain hears the string of sounds and sort of breaks them up into words. So you're looking at like an ultrasound or an x-ray of someone speaking, your tongue is just going the whole time unless you pause or you take a breath. Wow. Wow. There we go. Thank you, particularly Courtney, who, who led that one. Uh, as, as you know, we're speaking about speech tonight and we're hearing what the gospel, the news of Jesus who lived and died and rose again, uh, what that has to say about the way that we speak and the way that we communicate. Um, we're not just going to simply think of the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No, we're going to hear tonight how important speech is and how important our words are. And we're going to have a think about what that will actually look like as we deny ourselves, like we saw in the memory verse, take up our cross and follow Jesus. I'm going to pray. Please pray with me. Our Father, we thank you that you are a God who speaks to us. We thank you that you are a God who takes what we say seriously. We ask, Lord, that we would be shaped and challenged from your word tonight. Amen. Okay, so firstly, words are important. Words are important. Without them, communication would be really, really difficult. Um, one of the great things for me about being a Christian is that I know that the God of the universe actually speaks to us. A lot of you have your Bible here, and in it you are holding God, what he has to say to you. God spoke creation into being. God upholds everything through his word. And we see in the, in the word of God that actually the word of God himself, Jesus, came as a human 2,000 years ago, took on human flesh, and then lived and died and rose from the dead. Word of God is very powerful. Speech is something that God really takes seriously. Um, there's a whole bunch of Old Testament wisdom called the Proverbs, which have a lot to say about speech. I found a couple um, and have got some of those here. So here we go. Proverbs 17, 28. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. And Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. 
It's pretty obvious there that if you can somehow manage to take control of your tongue and what you say, then you will be considered very wise. You'll be considered someone who is quite smart, who knows how to live because you don't let foolish or stray or careless or hurtful things come out of your mouth. Um, it was a really great sharing question that we had earlier, which was, um, uh, would you rather not say what you're thinking or not speak at all? Was that it? No, 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 no. It was, would you rather only ever say what you're thinking or not speak at all? And I think everyone was quite honest when they said they pretty much say what they think anyway. Um, a couple of times in my life, I've said things that I haven't thought about. Um, one example was when I proposed to Claire. Um, oh. I'd planned... <laughs> I thought about... No. <laughs> I thought about it, I thought about every single aspect, but then we were like both sitting down and I was like, hmm, how's this going to work? And then right before I asked her to marry me, I said, please stand like a school principal. I, uh, it was something that I wish I could have thought about it, is something that I regret, and now I've shared it publicly, so that'll come back to bite me. But I, I know for a fact that a lot of you have said things that you regret as well. So many times people say something and just instantly go, believe that I said that and that's because our words are actually a reflection of what is going on in our heart Jesus himself he says that out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks that is that if we have evil and selfishness and pride and arrogance in our heart which we do then what we say will actually be an outflowing of that our words and our communication have so much power, have so much power to influence those people that are around us and influence ourselves. And we see this in the, in the Bible reading that we had read out from James chapter 3. It was a really visual illustration. Here's what James has to say. He says, we put a small piece of metal in the mouth of a horse to make it obey us. We can control the whole animal with it. And how about ships? They are very big. They are driven along by strong winds but they are steered by a very small rudder. It makes them go where the captain wants to go. In the same way, the tongue is a small part of a person's body, but it talks big. Think about how a small spark can set a big forest on fire. The tongue is also a fire. The tongue is the most evil part of the body. It makes the whole body impure. It sets a person's whole way of life on fire, and the tongue itself is set on fire by hell. You can't read that and think, I don't need to think about what I say. You read that and you think, wow, everything that I say is serious. Everything that I communicate is very, very important. The tongue has great power. Our words have great power. And the question is, are we going to let that power come from our sinful heart or let that power be shaped by the good news of Jesus. Uh, we're going to have a look at what different parts of the Bible now have to say about the way that we speak. And I've got a little, a little asterisk with a little throwback from last week. I want to be really super clear and helpful and practical in this talk. I want to really have really clear things that I think would be wise for you guys to follow and or not follow. But I want us to remember why we're doing this. We're doing this because we're people that have received grace from Jesus, that have received a gift that we do not deserve, 
And we're doing this because we are called to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves and to follow him. And so we're not doing this to somehow earn God's love. We're doing this because God loves us. I'm saying this fully upfront right here so you're not going to think, wow, maybe if I can speak better, I'll be saved. No, we're doing this because we have already been saved by the Lord Jesus. So three points. If you are writing notes, you can write down these three points. If you are not writing notes, you can think about these three points. Here we go. Number one. Uh, number one, wholesome talk, not foolishness. Number two, encouragement, not gossip. And number three, truth and not lies. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says this, potentially on the screen, potentially not, potentially not. Uh, if you have a Bible, turn quickly to Ephesians chapter 4. Um, there is a whole bunch in Ephesians which we looked at at Youth Online about how to use our tongue and our communication for the glory of God. Uh, and here is one verse in verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do you hear that? Only wholesome talk that is beneficial for others. Um, what are some examples you guys could think of of maybe unwholesome talk? This is a non-rhetorical question, which means there will be hands up and I'll ask you. What are some examples of unwholesome talk? I'll pick on you if you don't volunteer. Okay. Insults. Insults. Yeah. Bringing other people down and using our words to actually hurt others. I think that's definitely one. Erin um, Shaw was looking at me like she had something. So Erin, what would you like to say? What's an example of unwholesome talk? Gossip. Yeah. Did you say that because it's on the screen as a negative example? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, gossip, I think it's definitely one way. We'll talk about that more in a sec. Any others? Unwholesome talk? Yep. Yeah, talking about others poorly behind their back. Yeah, I think it's definitely a key part of gossip, but a different thing as well, a different sort of aspect. Britt? Banter taken too far. Banter taken too far. Yeah, we live in a culture where it is super okay just to bring anyone down um, and to just have a go, which sometimes is funny, but for the most part, definitely goes way too far and is actually what we're not called for. Uh, anything discouraging? Anything discouraging? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see that we're actually called to use our words to encourage people. Uh, one thing that I was thinking of uh, was swearing. I think I'm just going to say it loud and clear from up the front. Swearing is wrong. Swearing is unwholesome. And I know that all of your friends swear all the time. And I know that some of you might swear all the time. God says in Ephesians 4 that for those people that are following Jesus, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. I've shared this before, but I will again. I was known as, the um, in my old football team when I played for Wollongong, um, I was known as the guy that didn't swear because he loved Jesus. I'm not trying, I'm not saying that trying to sort of talk myself up, but that was something that just made me so different uh, to the people that were around me because everyone swears. But we are called to deny ourselves to pick up our cross and to follow Jesus. If you're someone who has received grace from Jesus and are following him, but you're not letting him be Lord over what you say, 
then go to him. Go to God with that. Ask God to be king over every aspect of your life, 24-7. God, please forgive me. God, please help me honor you with the way that I speak. We're called to use our words, which are important to build others up. So that brings us to our next point, encouragement, not gossip. Next Bible verse, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. Um, God, through the Apostle Paul, says this, I'm afraid that when I come, that is to the, the church that he is writing to in Corinth, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that they may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. We're going to take just a second to think about that list of things again. Slander, gossip, discord, which is like not the app, but a toxic thing where people are sort of split apart from one another. Gossip is something that you guys touched on earlier, but it's something that is deeply vile and disgusting and not welcome for the people of God. Um, there's a couple of definitions of gossip that I found really helpful as I was reading and preparing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one I found from a book was this, giving information for your own sake which is sometimes at the expense of others. And another one, uh, highlighting another person's sin and making light of it by talking to someone else about it. Now, I'm going to say up front, gossip is something that I struggle with. I am guilty of this. I often regularly say things about others, especially when they might not even be there to defend themselves. Um, I just think that, oh, I'm telling a story. This is great. But how quickly it goes from telling a story to actually bringing someone down uh, when they're not there, um, to actually discouraging someone. And as well, when you're talking to someone and trying to maybe process something or some relational conflict, how easy it is to go from, oh, this is my problem, to actually grumbling and complaining about that person. Guys, God says gossip is toxic, gossip tears people apart, and gossip is something that is not honoring to Jesus. I'd love nothing more than for this senior high community right here to be a place where people are welcome to come and know that they will not be talked about behind their backs. We're called to not use our words for gossip, but actually encouragement. That as we seek to love God with everything and follow Jesus and love others as ourselves, this means we should think hard about the words that we use to encourage other people. So we're going to give this a go right now. I'm going to give you guys 10 seconds of silence in just a second, and you're going to have a think about the person next to you. So get, get into groups now, decide really, really quickly. Three, two, one, you've decided. Great. Make sure there's no one around you that is not the recipient of an encouragement, not just on maybe their cool clothes or haircut like all of junior high seem to do. No, what I want you to do is I want you to have a think and have a reflect about the person that you are sitting next to and think, wow, I'm really actually quite thankful to God for the way that you sacrificed something to follow Jesus. Or the way that you have prayed for me in the past. Or maybe a way that you have served this community in the past. Have a think about something really practical that this person has done to encourage others. I'm gonna give you 10 seconds, and then we're all going to encourage one another and be all warm and fuzzy, okay? 10 seconds silence, starting now.
Okay, turn to the person next to you, encourage them as they're follower of Jesus. Okay, we'll bring we'll bring that back together. We'll bring that back together. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Um, I'm not going to ask anyone to share, but raise your hand if you felt encouraged. Wow, look at that. How easy is that? That was 10 seconds of effort and going out of your way to say something encouraging to someone, and you have just helped that person continue to follow Jesus. You just encourage them in their walk with Jesus. Imagine if you, every day for the next week, thought, I'm going to encourage one person. That would be great. And then you can like go every day for the next month. Imagine if there wasn't a day for the rest of your life where you didn't practically encourage someone to keep following Jesus. How cool would that be? So encouragement and not gossip. Now, lastly, truth and not lies. We're going to go back to Ephesians 4. I should have flicked it around so there's less flicking. But Ephesians 4, and we're going to have a read of verse 25. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. God through Paul says this. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. Put off falsehood. Speak truthfully. It's pretty clear. It doesn't get much clearer than that. We're in a culture where it is so easy to lie. We are lied to 10 to 200 times a day, and we ourselves tell at least two lies every single day. But we, as the people of God, are called to put off falsehood and speak truthfully to those that are around us. I was reading a book by a guy called Michael Jensen, and he said this. He said, God is a God of love and a God of truth. And so he is honored by words that are loving and true. The words that we say reflect the character of God. So as we are sort of representing God, as we are following Jesus, we need to make sure that our words are loving and true, just like our God is loving and true. He calls people to call out lies. He calls his people to speak only the truth and not just in sort of weird, vague half-truths. God is true. God speaks the truth. And so we are called to speak the truth as well. Um, this next photo, this is a guy named Ben, who I know. Uh, he's about my age and he became a Christian sort of mid-high school. So probably the same age as a lot of you guys. Um, and he, one of the things that when he denied himself, take up his cross and follow Jesus, was he realized he needed to honor God with the way that he spoke. And so he started by not swearing, and he's like, great, when I'm not swearing, then everyone will know that I love Jesus, and I can have so many conversations about why following Jesus is the best. And so God was really kind and was answering his prayer and helped him stop swearing, but actually people didn't really notice. People didn't really take note of what was happening and then Ben realized that actually that's because while he wasn't swearing he was still engaging in gossip he was still lying he was still getting angry with people he was still boasting and so he realized that actually following Jesus is letting the news of Jesus shape not just one aspect of the way he speaks 
but everything. He said this, he says, Godly language means more than not just swearing, just not swearing. It means being kind with our words. It means being humble with our words. It means using our words to build others up. Guys, I pray that we might all be like Ben as he follows Jesus, as he lets the gospel shape every word he says or writes or communicates, that we would do the same. Guys, would we be people that speak wholesome words, uh, not foolishness, that speak words that are true and not lies, and speak words that are encouraging and not gossip? I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God would help us do that as we follow him. Let's pray. A great God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God of truth and love. And we ask, Lord, that we would be able to honor you with the way that we speak. God, we ask that you would help us uh, speak words that are true, speak words that are encouraging, and speak words uh, that are wholesome. God, we ask all of these things in Jesus' great and mighty name. Amen.